Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Well, hello there, my friends. Have I got the goods for you today? We are going to be talking about increasing attraction and attractiveness in marriage. But before we dive in, I want to tell you right up front, go grab the limited time free 45 minute video training I just released called Bring Back the Attraction, Seven Keys to Sparking More of that Magical Appeal You Used to Feel. And I think the title speaks for itself. So go grab it. There is a direct link in the show notes, or you can go over to www.lifeisworthloving.com slash bring back the attraction and you'll find access to it there it's only available until april 30th so make sure you get access to it and do the training before then the sooner the better because don't you want more attraction in your relationship i mean who wouldn't it's so fun all right so let's dive in attraction is something I'm guessing, since you're listening, that you want to keep alive in your marriage or you want to bring back if it's faded. Because attraction is really, it's really central to the kind of relationships we want with our spouses, right? I mean, for most of us, for like 99.999% of us, that's true. And when I say attraction, I mean it on both the physical or in both the physical and sexual senses, right, of that word as well as just having feelings of interest and liking of each other, right? So it doesn't just mean I'm physically attracted to my partner, but I want you to be that for sure, but also to have real feelings of interest and liking of your partner and vice versa, of course, right? Because that's attraction. That's part of attraction. And I know you want it to go both ways, right? You want to feel attracted to your partner and you want them to feel attracted to you. And you want to feel attractive to them, right? And what's interesting is the two are actually linked. One key to feeling attraction for our our partner, for many of us, is also to feel attractive to our partner. Yeah. I know also that you probably don't feel there's as much attraction in your marriage as you want it, you want there to be right now. Or if you do have enough of it, you want to make sure you keep it alive for the long haul, right? And the good news is you can. You can bring it back alive or you can keep it alive. But it won't just happen. It will take learning and intentionality and being proactive. <laughs> That's not what most of of us have been taught, as I talk about more in the training, but it's, it's true. It takes intentionality. It takes being proactive to keep 
attraction alive and revive it if it's seemed to have gone away. (laughs) And I want to help you with that. So today, in this episode, we're going to talk about how you can be more attractive to your significant other and stay that way. And I'm going to briefly give you, they're going to be pretty quick. I'm not going to go into big depth on any of them. I'm going to give you eight tips on how to do that. But many of you are going to be even more interested in learning how to revive attraction of your partner, like feeling attracted to your partner, and keep it alive between you and your partner. Because again, not only do you want to feel attractive to your spouse, you want to feel that aliveness of attraction to your, your partner, right? So I made a special training. That's what the training is about. It's for you on how to revive attraction and keep it alive so it can become a permanent part of your lives together. So listen to this episode, but then go make sure to grab the free training. Bring back the attraction. Or you can just pause this episode right now and get access to it immediately. Again, go over to www.lifeisworthloving.com slash bring back the attraction. Because you can feel more attraction, desire, and playful connection with your significant other. You can. You can bring that back. You can feel more of that. And this training is going to show you how. All right. Today's episode, as I said, will help you feel and be more attractive to your partner. Because some of you may not feel that way. And I want you to feel that way. I want you to have that if you want it. Now, The truth is, I don't really like saying you can be more attractive to your partner because ultimately I don't think you need to be anything other than who you are to be totally gorgeously attractive, except maybe to know that you are more fully. So that's really one of the biggest keys. And we're going to start with that one when I give you the tips in, in a couple minutes here. But before you do, It is true that we can kind of cover over or or like obscure, obscure our innate attractiveness with certain behaviors or ways of being in our relationship. Things that tend to repel attraction. And some of this I get more into in the training, so I'm not going to go into great depth on that. But as you listen to this episode, please know that if you may be repelling attraction a bit, we all do it. We all do it until we learn how not to do it or what it takes to keep attraction alive. And that's okay, right? So this isn't about being perfect at any of this. It's just about leaning more into turning up the attraction faucet, turning on the attraction faucet, turning it up <laughs> and understanding that you can and how you, how you can do that. And when, I'm ta- when I say attraction, again, I don't mean or when I say attractiveness, I don't mean being more like model or Hollywood pretty. The truth is this has nothing to do with wearing better makeup or getting your weight down or having a beach body. (laughs) Attractiveness is about your energy. So you can be totally non-model beautiful and still be sumptuously attractive to your partner. So don't ever forget that. All right. As you listen to the quick tips I'm going to offer you, please know that all of them I've talked about elsewhere on the podcast, plus a bunch more. 
I just haven't talked about them in terms of how they make you more magnetic and attractive to your honey. So if any of the following tips spark your interest to learn more, again, I'm not going to go in depth, so they probably will spark your interest to learn more. Uh, I want you to first check out the video training because I actually do go into more depth on some of these in there. But also know that you can dive into most of them more in other episodes here on the podcast. So you can look for those uh, in the rest of the, the amazing episodes here on this podcast. So here we go. The first tip to being more attractive is to feel more attractive, to feel attractive, which means get it out of your head that you aren't attractive. Like if that's how you think about yourself, it's time to change that. And I want it to be really clear here. Attractiveness is not an objective thing. It's subjective. You are a hundred percent attractive to some people, right? Everyone is. What comes to mind is uh, in certain cultures, more round, voluptuous women are supposedly considered more attractive. Whereas in like, when was it? The 90s, the 2000s, like super skinny people in the US were considered attractive, right? And so is one right or wrong? No, there isn't an objective ruling on what's attractive and what's not. It's, it's, it's subjective. It's based on individuals and cultural perceptions or ideals that we've made up. Okay, this is a dangerous one. I could go on a big rant on this one. (laughs) But the point is, you are attractive. Some people will find you less attractive. Some people will find you more attractive. And that's just the way it is. Being attractive is about many factors. Of course, it can include your looks, but your energy and behavior are really important. And your own thoughts about yourself, what you believe about yourself, can seriously affect your energy and your behavior and the way you kind of show up in the world. So if you believe you aren't attractive, you aren't likely to show up very attractively or show up like authentically even. So I, uh, I've written a bunch of articles, as some of you may know, in Tiny Buddha. And I remember <laughs> there's a place where you can comment on the articles. And I remember a, a man, a male reader, commenting. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was basically something along the lines of like, well, love is easy for attractive people, but not for someone like me who's so unattractive. And he said it like it was fact, right? Like, I'm just unattractive. So love is hard. And I think by the energy that I gathered, like that that he was putting out, even in the way he was writing, right? My guess is it was not his looks that made him, made having, having it hard for him to find a loving partner. It was the way he thought about himself. That was what was repelling people, not his looks, right? That self-deprecating attitude repels Oh, how hot, said no one ever to someone living as if their flaws are who they are. Or for, to, to someone living as if they weren't a valuable, delightful, attractive human being. So not seeing your own attractiveness, not 
believing yourself to be attractive creates all sorts of issues, <laughs> behaviors that aren't attractive to many people. For example, it could make you just as one of many examples, it could make you seek tons of reassurance on your attractiveness, right? Like, do I look all right? Like, honey, am I too fat looking in this dress? Right? Or like, it could make you hide yourself away, either physically, like in baggy clothes, or more mentally, emotionally, right? Make you, again, like I was saying a minute ago, like not be authentically yourself, not let your your full self out, not let yourself shine, Right? So you know that hair that people have when they are confident, and I don't mean egotistical, but they're just, they feel good in themselves, right? When they feel secure in themselves, it tends to be magnetic, right? You can see them. And that like draws the people who would be attracted to them, to them. Would be attracted to them, yeah. It draws people to them. And so ultimately, this tip, which let me remind you, this is the one I'm going to go into the most depth, (laughs) just so you know, Uh, it's feel attractive, right? Know yourself as attractive. And ultimately, what I mean by that is just, it's having confidence. It's having self-assurance. It's having self-worth. It's having self-love. But it's also knowing your sexiness, right? So in the video training, I do go into more depth on this. I'm not going to talk much more about this now. I talk more about what that means, how, etc. Um, so head over there if you want to learn more about that. And I also want to point you to, as, as, a, as a highly sensitive person, there's a lot of beautiful things about you, a lot of attractive things about you. And if you need a reminder, or if you haven't listened to this episode yet, go check out episode three of this podcast. It's something about like how uh, like 10 plus reasons HSPs make the best spouses. This is going to help you know and hopefully even feel more of your attractiveness. All right. Tip two, take care of yourself. I've said such things lots of times on the podcast, but I just mean the most basic way. To be more attractive, to be attractive, make sure you sleep. Get some exercise, not to lose weight per se, but to feel good, right? To feel healthy and eat healthy food. Like it literally will nourish your body and and help you feel better energetically, just help you feel better and, you know, make you physically healthy, which is attractive. And especially as an HSP, you need to have go-to ways to stay out of the cycle of stress, overwhelm, and burnout and nervous system dysregulation. This is not the time for me to go into this. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. My clients and I work on this in depth. It's such an essential foundational um, key to life and good love in. <laughs> so take care of yourself. Tip number three, dress and groom in a way that feels good to you. So I have seen silly articles about wearing tighter clothing or the color red to make you more attractive. Maybe there's truth to that and that's fine. You can go try those things. (laughs) But they matter way less than you feeling good and alive in your clothes and your haircut, etc. Right? So don't dress for other people. Don't dress for your partner. 
Dress for what brings you alive. Yeah? So as a, as a highly sensitive person, what I found is we tend to like wearing comfortable clothes because we're sensitive to uncomfortable clothes, right? It doesn't feel good. But don't sacrifice feeling alive in your clothes. So like if, if a dumpy sweatshirt feels comfortable but it doesn't bring you alive, don't wear it. Find other clothes that are both comfortable and make you feel lit up. And again, this isn't about how you look. This is about how you feel. And for you, maybe it's not even like changing your clothing. Maybe it's like accessorizing. Maybe it's like wearing a necklace that you really love or some earrings that you really love. But do pay attention to how you feel in certain outfits. Some are going to feel more enlivening than others, right? Like what colors light you up? What patterns light you up? What styles light you up? And even if you're a bit nervous about trying things you aren't used to trying, try them but only if they light you up. It's okay to like be like, ooh, this isn't my normal style, right? But like, if you feel kind of ooh, lit up in it, then it's, a, then it's a good one. And definitely let this be fun. And remember, it's not the clothes that will make you attractive. It's how you feel, your energy in them that will. All right, tip four, stop the backfiring tactics. This one might be one of the hardest ones. <laughs> And with my clients, this is actually one of the very first things we focus on when we get working together. The backfiring tactics, if you are new to this term, are things we do like blame, criticism, complaint, control, demand. Very, very normal things that tend to creep into the relationship. Usually relationships don't start off this way, but these these backfiring tactics creep in. And this is one of the reasons attraction tends to fade over time, because these things are no fun. They will kill attraction. Uh, and again, a, a back, I call them backfiring tactics because they usually come from a place of trying to improve things. Like I remember I used to be a big complainer and it was because I wanted things to be better, <laughs> but it always backfired, <laughs> right? And that's why they're called the backfiring tactics because they come from a place of trying to improve things, but they almost always lead to your partner feeling bad, triggered, trapped, controlled, ashamed, or unaccepted and unloved. Not a recipe for them to be attracted to you. <laughs> Right? So these backfiring tactics are obstacles to attraction. In Treasured, my program, we do what I call a detox or a fast from the backfiring tactics. And it allows those obstacles as, as we like just stop doing them, we detox from them. Uh, it allows these backfiring tactics, these obstacles to melt away so that you are my client's innate attractiveness can shine bright again. All right, so stop the backfiring tactics. Tip five, be kind. Research shows that what is good is beautiful to others. What is good is beautiful to others. Meaning we humans tend to find kindness and positivity attractive. We tend not to find meanness and judgmentalism, judgmentalness, judgment, (laughs) attractive. I've seen it over and over again in my work with clients and in my own life. Meanness, judgmentalness kills love, kills attractiveness, attraction, which really does go back 
so much it relates back to that last tip about the backfiring tactics. So this is one of many reasons why turning up your ability to accept and have compassion for and respect and feel fondness for your partner is so key in love relationships because they make you kind and kindness breeds more attraction. Number six, turn up the lightheartedness and playfulness. All right. Having a sense of humor and being playful is very attractive to others. It's one of those things that tends to be very attractive to others. So studies actually show that men are more attracted to women who find men's jo- their, their jokes funny, which means she's lighthearted, right? It shows her lightheartedness. So instead of what can happen, and I see a lot with clients, is, is uh, taking their partner's jokes personally or making their partner's jokes mean that he's not taking her seriously. And I've been there. I am definitely guilty of that one. <laughs> and I think that the, partially this is because as HSPs, we can be very serious. And this is not actually, this is not bad. It's actually very, I think it's amazing, right? There's so many beautiful things about our seriosity. But it can tend to be out of balance with lightheartedness and playfulness. And this out of balanceness, this seriosity, it's not usually just because it's who we are, but rather because we're overwhelmed or stressed or dysregulated, or we don't know how to process and work with our deep emotions well, or we have our flaw sight turned on, right? <laughs> That's an easy place to slip into as an HSP. And that being in that state of flaw sight, like really seeing things seeing what's wrong and missing, seeing negatively, like that's not going to amp up our playfulness or our lightheartedness, obviously, right? So instead of telling you how to turn up the lightheartedness right now, although this is work that we do in depth when you coach with me, I want to turn the question back to you and your innate wisdom. So where can you invite in more lightness of heart into your daily life? What do you need to do to help yourself feel more free, more light, more uplifted. A wise part of you, inside of you, knows the answer, at least some answers for this. So listen to your own wisdom on this. All right. And tip seven, on a similar note, actually, live a fulfilling life you love outside of your significant other. So this basically just means do things that bring you joy away from your partner, right? Have friends, do activities you love. There's an episode, it's episode 44, it's called Being the Happy Fulfilled Wife. It goes into this in more depth, it talks about this in depth. So that's a good one to listen to if you want to understand this more. But to put it super simply, make your life rich and you will be more magnetic, feel fulfilled, and you will be more magnetic. All right, last tip to being more attractive. Touch your partner. Touch both sexual and non-sexual stimulates attraction hormones. It stimulates hormones that create more sense of attraction. So I dive into this more in 
the attraction training along with a bunch more details on what to do to amp up the attraction in your marriage. So I'm not going to talk more about physical touch right now, but it's pretty obvious. It actually gets the physiology for attraction and love and all those yummy, passionate, juicy feelings uh, circuit cycling in your system, right? It brings up more of those hormones. So if there's not a lot of touch going on, bring in the touch. It will bring in more attraction. You will be more attractive. And to dive into this in more depth and to learn a lot more about how to amp up the attraction you feel for your partner, which I know for some of you might feel like it's gone way downhill, definitely get access to Bring Back the Attraction. The direct link is in the show notes or head over to www.lifeisworthloving.com, that forward slash symbol thing, Bring Back the Attraction and enjoy bringing that spark back into your life and learning how to keep it alive. Be oh so well, my friend.